welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Joey, and I'm here with Tom. Hi, Joey. And Mike. Hello. And Ross. Hi, Joey. Hey, guys. Um, today, I just wanted to talk about something that I think is very unique in a human's development to the early childhood, early childhood years, and it, it just is. It's just there's this peak in development of pretend play. You know, yeah. we we can all talk about imaginary things. We could maybe decide to be in a theater production right. as an adult, but we are probably going to not start crawling around and meowing um, in earnestness. Right. Yes. Um, it's be, the stuff of a, sitcoms, right? Cat. When they have right. the actors. Yeah, but young children, and... you know, it happens all the time to the degree that I think as practitioners, we just sort of take it for granted that the, you know, and I, I guess it's very, I don't even often stop to think about, oh, well, the kids who are playing the fairy game, they are flapping their wings and they're jumping off of the steps and they're running across the room with their arms flapping as right. as though they're you know this embodiment of what they are pretending is just mm -hmm. it, it it happens all the time and and it's a if a kid's a superhero they're suddenly holding their arms like i don't know what i'd call this like right out muscle pose muscle pose yeah, yeah. or if uh, if you die in the game you fall down right um so there's all <clears throat> this and so what is that that it has to be embodied and eventually right. it goes away. You can just have this imaginary world. You can right. read a book. You can, you know, it's not that imagination goes away, but this unique thing of, of taking on, and taking even on the physical characteristics. As a colleague of mine once said, you know, you know, we can, we can think about a jaguar and a three-year-old can be a jaguar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking too, like. <laughs> and then it goes away. <clears throat> yeah. Younger elementary school kids, like often, like play with dolls a lot more yeah. than. Like I see when preschoolers are using the dolls, they or um, they don't always use them like more. as dolls. It's more like it's a I'm a carry. thing and I this is my prop. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they do. I'm not saying yeah. they don't, but it just that it. I'm wondering if that's part of the stage of they go from having to physically be it themselves to holding, manipulating a, a thing that's the yeah. object, and then even following that route, then thinking of role playing like people in doing dungeons and dragons stuff where the figurines are just sitting there right but in their head right. they're like still picturing it so it's like the right. older you well, get the more you the imagination's just yeah there's a tie i was reading up trying to read up on it a little bit and i won't again talk about things that i don't know but yeah there's a there's a role of of symbolism and so yes yeah. it's like when can you hold the symbol in your mind versus like i have to crawl like a cat so y'all know i'm being a cat right and talking mm -hmm. about cats because cats crawl and meow yeah, yeah. and I have to make the symbol with my body right. versus hold the symbol in my mind. I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a, again, it happens all the time and I yeah, just yeah. take well, it for granted. I don't think it's right, strange at all. Right. right. Because, because it's our world. And I think yeah. when you see the parents who are new parents or adults who are just coming to visit and you're like, oh, this is what it's like every day. Yeah. Yep. And so I think it's very easy to kind of just go, well, yeah, this is early childhood and it is. But I think it goes back to that conversation from weeks ago about the body being a thinking tool mm -hmm. is that we're again we're, we're going concrete to abstract so the abstract is being able to hold that idea of the jaguar in your mind and knowing what they look like how they'd move and you don't really have to act it out to the same level but as a child i think to really understand it and to make sense of it your body has to be fully engaged to really see the picture of it and there will be a point where it starts to shift and becomes more mental like you were saying mike like the baby is just my prop that i'm dragging through the house right now <laughs> right right and then all of a sudden it goes into this is my baby now i'm feeding it right and now i'm feeding it with you know a block versus the thing that was the bottle so there's that there's the shift of right 
uh, in a very symbolism kids for sure. Absolutely. I can think of younger kids who do, but yeah. but I wonder because I was thinking in my own experience, like being, you know, even seven, eight, nine, maybe ten, playing in the woods with friends and being, you know, playing guns or playing mm-hmm. what you know things that being characters or playing you know, one-on-one basketball at the park with friends and I would be Michael Jordan and they would be, you know, whoever. And I was in that I could still go back to that because I can have a conscious memory thinking that I am this person. I've got the sneakers. I've Now my head is, you know... I'm, did your I'm, tongue stick out? It did. I would. Yeah. I would intentionally put it out and then it became the only thing more I know automatic. About but I was embodying him fully while playing. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And it, it made it more mm-hmm. so... Uh, about the game or what we were playing. I definitely remember riding my bike and pretending I was a race car driver right. or something. I mean, I didn't really know. So I I <laughs> wonder if it's if it's more of a social removal rather than being a developmental hmm. taking away because I, I bring it up in, in the lecture classes that I would teach with the students is like you going from the classroom to the gym, you will have a robot, you'll have a snake, a couple mice, You'll have definitely some cats, probably a dragon, and their bodies are all doing exactly that the whole right. way down. You will not walk to the Target Skyways at lunch <laughs> in downtown Minneapolis and see adults doing the same thing, going to get their lunch. I'm a dragon! And or the one them. who is that <laughs> yeah. security's following that right. person around. Right. Like. We, we let that go, and I so I wonder yeah. if it's more of a social removal, because I was, yeah. I was older. Removal. Explain that a little more. I, I, I'm not quite... The idea that, that it idea. becomes, it becomes, you're doing kid stuff, you're doing baby things. Like, you're getting to that 11, 12 years old, maybe thir- in your teens, and now it's not, not cool. Talk- you're not talking about little kids, you're talking about... You're saying at some point it's not socially acceptable. That's what I'm saying, that it, that, that whether it's internal or that do we, as- and I don't know, if it's, right. if it's internalized that we just go, you get made fun of it. Because you are wanting, but there are but the kids who do think, drama and that love yeah. to be the characters and and willfully embody that. But the thing that. about but that, again, no, can, oh, I, can I? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about older kids. You're not talking about preschoolers. So, yes, because I'm wondering because see, it's I don't see that reservation so a shift as much. At some point, and I'm wondering if it's going from pre-operational to concrete operational. If it's something like that, where the abstract world is becoming more available, so your body doesn't have to be the cat in order to understand the cat. Or if it's ha ha, you play the cat, and they and you get it t- almost teased up. Right. Or if it's something else, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I think it's a bit of both because I do think that when kids are playing, whatever they're the cat, the preschoolers right. playing cat, they are a cat. And you know, there's Absolutely. often like the thing that you have to teach some teachers, right? If you're going to be more effective, if you talk to them as if. Whatever role they are, that's who you talk to. Right. You ask Batman to clean up. You're the cat to clean up. You don't ask, okay, Joey, I know you're pretending to be a cat, but it's cleanup time now. Right. That's going to be less effective. But if you say, hey, kitty, can you? Yeah. Exactly. And they'll do it. And so there's something I think that they really do embody it in this way. Yeah. And I do think it goes away. But I also can remember when I was still playing with toy um, animals, dolls. And getting teased for it and mm-hmm. suddenly realize, oh, me and my one friend are the only two that still do it. Right. And so, yeah, so I don't know. There's definitely a thing. And then and as an adult, like as a puppeteer, like when I am performing, like, oh, I'm going to get into this role. But it's like right. a specific time. Right. Or if you do live action role playing, yeah, we're going to do this now. It's not like people walk in 
and start hitting you with a sword, it's like, right. oh, yeah, it's going to be fun today. Okay, when are we starting? Blah, blah, blah. And then you go do it. Like, yeah. there's parameters, there's rules. So I was just, in a, conver- I was just in a conversation with somebody, and <clears throat> they, use the tor- they use the term that children are always creating their own worlds. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool concept, especially mm-hmm. for young kids. Yes. They're creating... And, and you- as you get older, you create your worlds differently yeah, than yeah. when you're younger. When you're younger, I mean, why would I pretend I'm a cat now? But right. a child would do that right, right. for some reason, <laughs> for right. some unknown reason. Well, it's because it's a part of their world. Their world is coming they're crea- alive. They're creating, it's, it's, they're creating their world. And, mm-hmm. and it might be a dog for, for 30 seconds and then... I mean, a cat for 30 seconds, and then, oh, no, I'm a dog. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, right. It, it or now I'm not, a dragon. Or, uh, right. uh, or I'm this, or I'm that. Because they're creating their worlds as they go along. And, and I, when I watch kids who are really into this, I think they literally see, like oh, I was, yeah. I use an example of a lot of this one time when there was like this couch in our room, and there were some kids who were pretending it was the Millennium Falcon, and some other kids who wanted to be a castle, and that was the throne. Mm-hmm. And in their heads, it was so hard for them to, like, try to resolve that conflict because I think they both saw this thing. Well, how could it be a castle when there's the, all these dials and in, right. they're not really there physically? But right. I, the kids who were playing Millennium Falcon saw absolutely whatever it is as they so, picture. So, it. so interesting to me when you when you say that is. How do the kids even know what the Millennium Falcon is? I know. Because most of the time, kids are talking about Star Wars, and they've never yeah. seen Star yep. Wars. But they're again, they're creating their own worlds. Yeah, that's right. I've wondered what's They're creating their own Millennium Falcon, too, usually. Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's a usually word that they know. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Maybe they saw a photograph somewhere or a Lego. But that's, but that's part of it, maybe, is that it, um, again, because symbolic abstract thinking is not as available to them, you know, to a certain degree, you, you have to, it has to be concrete like yeah you know we 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 have to right right you know go to that couch is the millennium falcon i actually don't really know what the heck i'm talking about i say millennium falcon but you and i both agree that that couch is the millennium or the two or three of us each have our own picture in our minds right but at least we know at least we know there's room for two people at this this right and then when i touch the dot the dial wrong yeah you know because i didn't really know how to drive it you're going to yell at me and say, no, that's right, the ejector right. seat. So right. it actually, it's actually a very big cognitive leap it's huge. for yeah, them right. to do that. Because at some point in time, you're going to ask them to, to think, think about the D stands for D. Yeah. That it represents this. And if they haven't had experience with representing yes. things right. embodyingly. Yes, it's, 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 it's a symbol. It's a sign. Yeah. Right. But, it, it, but they it, have to do it with their bodies. Yes. Right. Because again, their body is that thinking tool. It's their it's their first div- means of bringing in information, and it doesn't shut off just because they've left infancy. It's and I argue it. We take it through our entire I think, lives. Yeah, I was just thinking about how we do it as adults when we first meet someone. We imagine what this person is. If you go into a job interview, the person that's interviewing you, you imagine who they are, and mm-hmm. you treat you act. You know, you react to them the way you expect them to be. Right. And then when you think about someone who might be your boss for the last 10 years and like, oh, when I first met them, it was this thing. And then I got, oh, but they're also this person. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're, they're a heavy metal fan. Right. or that. Right. And you start to see other realities and you change how you react. Right. But at first, when you meet people, um, Umberto Eco has a long thing about in relationships, 
when you meet the yeah. person, you imagine who they are. And mm -hmm. you slowly find out who they actually are. And you have to decide, do I still love the real person mm -hmm. as much as I love the person I imagined they were? Right. And that's right. like, but there's a transition there. You cannot, people who stick to the thing they had before, what it, you know, there will be conflict eventually because you're not changing based on it. But so it's still that like symbolic right. thing. You're yeah. not. Right. When I'm thinking when you meet somebody who doesn't, you don't have a shared, you literally don't have a shared language. Yeah, right. You resort to symbolic gestures yeah, yeah. with your body because right. how else would you know? Right. I don't know how to say left or right in your language, but I can point that way, or I can point that way. Right. You know that it is the it is the you can get down on your four all fours and, and go I, meow. I can yes, <laughs> right. and you'll yes. understand. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I mean, and I, like so, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 jumping back to the sandbox or the sand table in my room years ago, where there was a boy two boys playing and they didn't have shared language, yeah. but they just went beep, beep, beep. And they knew, oh, yep, all the trucks beep when right. they back up. So then he loaded up the dump <laughs> truck. They, um, he knew to fill up the dump truck because he was, the truck was backing oh, up. Nice. And there, again, that shared language was just gestural or more, you know, movement and play. Right. And, you know, they, again, it embodied it, with a prop. It did. It, it had, it had, um, there wasn't the need. Well, know. think about when they get older. I'm sorry. To, Go ahead. Uh, they get older and then they get to that development shift where they can't actually talk about the play. Yes. So it goes from, hey, baby Katie, follow me. I'm the mama and we meow all day and I, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. cats. I'm guessing everybody has a lot of cats. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I keep going there. But then when they get older and they hit that shift and then it's like, okay, so I'm going to be the mom and you're going to be the baby and you didn't know where I was and you didn't know how right, to get right, home right. again. And then all they do is talk about the play. Yeah. Once they have that right. ability, and then and they like, don't ever actually they don't play. ever actually play yeah, yeah. because now I can tell you everything I was thinking or I want right. to think about this, you know, because now this language key has unlocked that that we can do this instead, and it's just mm. as exciting. Right. One one time versus I explained the little kid who I can crawl. And when I left, you know, teaching, I said, "Oh, it's the last seventeen years I taught in the same room, and it was older preschoolers." And she said. So what that means is for 17 years, I watched people talk about the show they were going to make <laughs> yeah, and make props and never perform. I've never seen a show. Yeah. They put the chairs in place. Yeah. They actually never do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for 17 years, like, I don't think I'll ever see a show, mm -hmm. but I know there's a lot of shows getting made yep. and yeah. it's just that like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the talk about it is the thing at that point. Yeah, it, it switches. Yeah. And then, yes, of course, kids do play it. But, yeah. but yeah, once they can have that, well, gosh, help me out. What's that word when you can step out of it and talk about it? It's a big, fancy word. It's meta a big, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meta. Metacognition? Yes, meta metacognition. Okay. Hey, once, there meta we go. once metacognition comes online, that's yeah. when you can right. actually right. think right. about it versus I just have to yeah. be it. Right. And I feel like older, when they get a little older, then they might talk about it do it yeah. and then talk about it again so it's a little bit more they're able to yeah, do both but at first out. it's like here's the new skill we're just right. talking about it right. yeah but that's right and so it's I, almost sad and they can't they right. can't do it until they've like at some point you have to realize i'm just going to start building and knowing i'm going to have to adapt it when i'm actually trying to physically like oh yeah i can't just fly across like we right. talked about oh yeah then we'll fly across but if i'm playing it so I'm going to walk and pretend I'm flying, right. <laughs> you know. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heal them, you, like explain. Yeah, yeah. So you have to, you have to get to that next point where you can go concrete and abstract back and forth, you yeah. know, yeah. not yeah. just one or the other. But then I think to go back to the point that was brought up earlier, like, well, why does it go away? 
because it yeah. is so fun. We have the capabilities to keep doing it. And so I just, you know, I think not to end on this downer, but they no, do have like a, but it yeah, does thanks. go away. It goes away because it, they know it's not, suddenly they know it's not real. Right. There is a, that embodiment part doesn't happen. I, I yeah. kind of remember getting to that point of like, right. Oh yeah. I like, cause I had younger siblings, so I'd sort of play, but it's like, right. Oh, I don't think I'm actually a dog. Right. <laughs> she does, you know, right. my sister does, but I don't Yeah. like it just, it was a different thing right. and it can be fun to a certain degree but it's not right. like oh my god where did the three hours go what do you mean it's right. time to right but that, to bed. but that i wonder people that do improv or that do theater and things like that who are paid or, mm-hmm. or this is their this is their passion their their career to be in that state like they they take on the characters i don't and i and you're often taught to take away your blocks right like right. what are the things preventing you from doing that right so it's whatever a grown-up Right, because if you're if you're worried about how people are going to judge you or see you, I think that's going to be very clear on stage. We're like, huh, you can. T- I mean, but if you're fully Im- embodied into that character, I mean, we give awards for people that make the best performance, the most believable performances of a fake thing. But I, when you started talking about cats, the first thing that went into my mind oh, was Broadway. Yeah. 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 Oh, not the movie. Not the movie version. Because apparently that thing. Yeah. Is a lot of. No, but I was going to say, like, at the same time, if an actor actually, because often we give the award to someone who acted so differently than who they are. Right. But if the person then went out, if they played a murderer and then actually killed someone, we'd be like, what, you know, what happened? And when it's a kid, like, they can, they can, even if they can't separate it very easily, I mean, they do to a certain degree, but we're there to keep it to the point of, because I had a kid who was pretending to be a car. And they had another kid, and the car broke down, and this other kid was going to hit her with a stick, like, really yeah. hard. and To fix it? And to fix it. And the teacher was like, oh, I can't, you know, you can't hit her with that. And she's like, oh, no, it's That's okay, not- I'm a car. Yeah. It doesn't hurt when I get hit. Yeah. So that particular child, I still know them. They're now yep. 16. Yep. But they've always had these issues of quite getting and that's atypical development right but there is that thing that ability to know what the limit is of like i'm not really this way like she would cry she'd be like how about i'm a horse and you lock me in this barn and i don't have any food it's like okay you know and it was just like an area there's no door and she starts crying for real yeah like well you can come out it's like no i can't you locked the door it's right there's no door here you could like she would get so into it and it's like there is a line that it's not healthy, right? Right, that, absolutely. You know, and it could get dangerous. Yeah. So I'm just thinking that as an adult, we have to be the person in charge of ourselves. Right. And as a kid, someone else can be. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's why most people develop that way. But right. there's definitely like a reason adults don't lose themselves completely. Right. right. Though it doesn't mean we can't lose ourselves a little more than we allow right that's to. maybe that's another topic like it's for another probably unhealthy what we do instead but. Well, but like you know why does our play change yeah from childhood to adulthood and you know just something we could wrestle with another time i'm sure well thank you i, I did it was just interesting i just thought oh yeah we just take it completely for granted that there's like you said dragons and cats and all kinds of car, race cars all around <laughs> us and uh they're just part of our part of our landscape and Good food for thought. I appreciate the talk. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.